Let's keep it going today. Amen. Well, it's so awesome to be with everybody today, and uh, I'm excited to continue uh, in our new series, Grateful. How many believe that God is looking for people who will trust him completely? Can I get an amen? The Bible says that God's eyes are searching the earth for, for faithful people, people who will believe God at his word in every area of their lives. And I want to remind you today, friends, that you can Put your hope and trust in God. Amen? Say this with me. God is faithful. Come on, say it one more time like you believe it. God is faithful. In this series this, this month, we're talking about gratitude. And many studies have been done proving that gratitude increases patience, decreases depression, replenishes willpower and strength, and reduces stress. How many believe that our Grateful series is right on time? Amen. I want to begin this morning and, and, and through the course of our message today to encourage you to another level of gratitude in your life. Not just because of the benefits and that it's advisable based upon the things that I've just shared, but because I believe with all of my heart that gratitude is biblical. It's who we're called to be as the people of God. If you brought your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And as always, you can follow along with us on the YouVersion Bible app, and we'll have the scriptures and the notes up on the screen as well. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Family, this morning I want to share with you from my heart, as I've been praying about this week and just getting in touch with, I, I'm grateful for so much about who God is in my life and, and what he has done for me. But today I want to set her in on one, on one theme. And I, I want to talk to you about what it means to be grateful for God's faithfulness. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful for the faithfulness of God. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. He is the faithful God. A few chapters later in Deuteronomy 32 verse 4 says, He is the rock, his works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. Family, our God can be trusted to be who he has always been in every situation. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Teresa talked about the sovereign, or I'm sorry, the steadfastness of God. Pastor Reed talked about the sovereignty of God last week. And Pastor Teresa reminded us that God is steadfast, that he is faithful. 
He is constant. He is trustworthy. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that this morning? Say amen. And so this morning, I want to break down three simple truths that I believe relate to the faithfulness of God in our lives. And I want to begin by reminding you that God is faithful in his promises. We just sang that he is a promise keeper, the original and really the only promise keeper that has never changed, that has never gone against his word, what he has said that he would do in our lives. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, encourages us. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's the reality that there's not a lot in this life that we can really count on 100%. Right. But I want to tell you today and I want to encourage you and remind you today that you can confidently put your hope and your trust in God because he is a promise keeper. His word will not return void. It will, the Bible says, accomplish the purpose for which he has spoken it over your life and mine. And so that reminds us then to be faithful doesn't it? To wait on, to trust in, to hope in a faithful God. And that's going to be such a vital characteristic that we need to develop even more, family, as the people of God. We've got to learn perseverance. Because God's timing has never once been mine. I always feel like he's late. Anybody else? Until he shows up and that I realize that he's right on time all the time. And so for us to realize and declare and believe with all of our hearts that God is faithful, it does draw us into a place of, am I faithful? And have I been faithful with what God has given me? There's great promise in that as well, isn't there? Amen. God says that when we're faithful with little, he'll put us in charge of much. And the Lord's drawing us. When others let us down, when life happens to us, God is faithful. God patiently and, and faithfully waits for us and invites us to come to him. That's my encouragement for you this morning in our worship is God is here today to say, what do you need me to do for you? He wants to touch your life. He wants to do something on the inside of you. I'm, I, I've been learning about this for the last 53 years that God is not nearly as interested as I want him to be in changing my circumstance. But he's really excited about changing me. Anybody else? And I believe that God wants to reveal to you another level of his faithfulness in your life. He wants to reveal to you how much he loves you and how much he's working in your life. Even though, as we sang today, when I don't see it, he's working. When I don't feel it, he's working. That's our faith at work in a faithful God. Amen? 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, For no matter... How many promises God has made? You might say, oh, I don't know, Pastor. Man, the Bible's full of just too many promises. I don't think God could do them all. No matter how many 
promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen, so be it, we agree, yes, Lord, is spoken by us to the glory of God. God has been faithful from the very beginning, and he will be faithful to us. Even into the end of this age and into eternity, God is trustworthy. And he's inviting us into another level of faith today. We see throughout the scriptures how God has revealed his faithfulness to his people. God was faithful to Noah. How many, how many know everybody thought Noah was crazy until it started raining? Can you imagine how many days Noah woke up, put on his boots and put on his tool belt? What am I doing? Building this giant boat in a desert. But God was faithful to his word, and God brought the rain, and he brought the flood, and he actually brought hope again through Noah and his family. And God was faithful to Moses, giving him everything that he needed, walking with him, showing him how to lead two million Israelites out of Egypt. Can you imagine? And God was faithful to lead them. By a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, providing for their needs, manna, feeding them. God is faithful and he will be faithful to you. God was faithful to Abraham, giving he and Sarah a child way past childbearing years. And through that son of promise, God would call a people to himself that you and I are a part of by our faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say God is faithful. God has been faithful to me. God has promised me that he would never leave me. And he would never forsake me. And he never has. And he never will. God has been faithful to forgive me of all of my sins. God has been faithful that even though I had a rough start in life and have certainly made more than my share of mistakes. God has been faithful in his unconditional love for me. He has never changed his mind about me. And he will never change his mind about you. God has given me a wife and a family. A wonderful church community. I'm learning to focus on, on what God is doing and what he has given me and not what I feel like I don't have. Amen. Learning to break past the frustration of what I can't do. To be thankful for what I can do. And to be thankful for the God is working in my life even now. He's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. Just nod at me. And your beautiful foreheads in this room. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Amen. Some of you may know I've had an inordinately rough year outside of all the other things that we could possibly talk about. And, and, and I'm sure not to the degree that many have in this room. For me, it's been a little bit of a physically challenging year. I, I started the year with kidney stones. Those are wonderful. Anybody ever venture into that delight of the kidney stones? Oh, man. At that point, early in the year, the worst pain that I thought I'd ever felt. Little did I know. More was on the way. I injured my back. 
after we were in quarantine and had a bulging disc and the worst nerve pain, just another notch, just I couldn't believe it. And then two weeks ago, well, actually a week ago, some of you that have been around the bridge for a long time remember like 15 years ago when we were still at Kingsway, I, I thought I was having a heart attack and I had this condition called pericarditis, which is like the inflammation of like all the gooey stuff around your heart. Well, I had that again last weekend. I thought it was done. Honestly, it was the worst pain I'd ever had. I couldn't breathe. I was in the hospital in the emergency room that was packed with every manner of crazy. And so I was in a room by myself in the dark, no doctors, no nurses, and I could, was just taking the smallest gasp of breath that I could possibly take. That's all I could do. But God was with me. And with every little breath I took, all, all, I, could, all I could do w was, was pray, was pray in the spirit, was to try to just sing under my breath. And God's presence filled that room. And here I am today. I don't know what's coming this week. <laughs> but God is with me. God is faithful. Amen. God has been with you too. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you now. God has been with you. You know how I know that? I don't know that because you told me, and I don't know that even because you might say, yeah, I agree, I felt that. I know that because that's who God is. Emmanuel, God with us. There's nothing God wants to do more than be in your heart, be in your life, lead you. Joshua chapter 23, verse 14. God reminded the people of this promise. He says, now I am about to go the way of all the earth. Joshua is getting ready to die. He said, you know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Family, everybody look at me. God is faithful in his promises. You can stand on them. You can cling to them. Amen. God is also faithful in his provision. I don't always have everything I want, but I always have what I need. Took a long time for me to figure out the difference. How many are still figuring out the difference between what you need and what you want? I've learned to trust in the Lord and his provision for my life. And I've learned to joyfully give in obedience to the word of God in tithes and in offerings. Because I am reminded again and again and again as I walk in that obedience of the faithful promises of a God, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides for me. He has always provided for me. How many would raise their hand this morning and say, God has provided for you even in 2020. God has taken good care of you. Amen. I've seen God provide for our church family in miraculous ways. For us to be here today is a miracle. Right? I don't know what's going to happen with the school. I just know that the district has, has been very gracious with us and keeping us up to date. But so far, there's no sign that the schools are opening anytime soon. 
And I don't even know how long our county's going to be open in order for us to do what we do. But you know what? Every week we're going to be grateful for what God is doing. Amen. What he's provided for us. Amen. Amen. It's a beautiful room. But it's just great to see you. We're able to spread out in such a way that hopefully everybody feels really safe this morning. God is faithful to provide. He's faithful to provide. I've told you the many times growing up that God seemed to provide miraculously for me and for my family. Times where, again, we were just at the end of our natural resources and, and we'd get that knock on the door and there's nobody there, but there's two bags of groceries. God has been faithful to provide financially for our family over the years. Even just taking care of silly things, just, you know, cars or appliances that, that shouldn't work anymore and still do. I prayed they would die, and God kept them alive. Unplugged the thing, it still ran. God is faithful, amen? He's faithful to provide. And I want to encourage you, in this time that we're living in, not to fall into the lie that you are a better provider for in your life than God is. I know that the... the just the theme and the atmosphere in this culture has been everything is just shut down and our fists might be closed even around our resources. But God is challenging us today to faithfulness in our giving and to continue to live with an open hand because that's how he lives for us with an open hand. Amen. Malachi 3.10 says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, there will not be room enough to store it. I want to tell you something, until I see that blessing, that there is not room enough to store, I'm excited to continue to test the Lord's faithfulness as I give with joy and worship and gratitude for all that God has done for me. How about you? Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 promises, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God is faithful in his provision. He is. He's a good father. He's a good father. He's perfect. He doesn't give me... Uh, the candy in the checkout line at Safeway like I want sometimes because he knows what's good for me. He's perfect in his ways. Do you hear that today? He's perfect in his ways. God is faithful in his provision. And then lastly, I want to encourage you this morning that God is faithful in his promises. I'm sorry, his purposes. God is faithful in his. I forgot how to preach. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. God is faithful in his purposes. Amen. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. Do you guys see the, the cookies that are at your table? Aren't those awesome? Hey, those are to eat, by the way. You just, just inch your mask up a little bit, take a bite. Come on, go, somebody open a cookie. Kurt, did you grab a cookie? Just open it up, man. Tell me how it is. Those are for you, guys. Now, you may notice that we, we don't have coffee 
uh, in the room, but I want to tell you, you can bring your own coffee on Sundays. There's also a cafe downstairs that's open, and anything that you buy in that cafe, you can bring into the room as well. So that's nice. Cookies are good. God is faithful. Philippians 1, 3. Philippians 1, 3. If you're ready, say ready. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, listen family, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is faithful in his purposes. How many have ever felt like you might not get there? Anybody? I don't mean heaven. I mean just becoming the person that God wants you to be. We can't do it on our own. But I believe God is calling us. Just keep showing up, son. Just keep showing up, daughter. Just keep coming to me. Don't neglect your time with the Lord, family. There's nothing more important in this time that we're living in than to be spending time with Jesus. Spending time in his word, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, spending time just being in the Lord's presence, not having to do anything. Because it's in those moments that God can speak so profoundly into our hearts to remind us of who we are and to remind us of who he has promised to be for us. And if we're not careful, we can kind of get out into the flow and the busyness and this chaos that our life looks like and the world looks like around us right now. And there's so much going on that wants to convince us that God is not faithful. And so we must be anchored. Amen. We must be anchored in Christ, anchored in our identity in him. In a time where everything that has seemed normal or comfortable that we would typically associate a good life with is, is at an arm's distance. But God is not and will he, he will never be at an arm's distance from you. Amen. The kingdom of God is within us. Amen. And as much as it feels like that just hell is breaking loose around us. Heaven is on the inside of us. By the spirit of God. And he wants to encourage you to draw near to him today. Do you receive that? If you've been distant, it's okay. He doesn't hold your sins against you. He doesn't pout. He doesn't, he doesn't ignore you. God is never do, giving you the silent treatment because of something that you've done. He's always welcoming you closer to him. Amen. My worst mistakes, God has turned for my good in his glory. His purposes in our lives will be fulfilled if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Anybody ever felt like giving up? I have. There have been times even this year where it just it feels like it's too hard. We can't do it. And then God comes to remind us of his faithfulness. To remind us of his blessings in our lives. Anybody blessed today?
It's important to acknowledge that. Right? If you keep your hand down, you're not going to feel it. Right? God honors movement. How many are blessed today? Let me see in the house. Amen. We acknowledge that. What are we doing when we acknowledge that we are blessed? We are confessing with our mouth what God has already spoken by his spirit. And there's power in that agreement. I know you got a mask on, but you could still raise your hand and you could still raise your voice. And if you need something from God today, you be like that person on the side of the road that though the disciples were trying to quiet him down. He, the Bible says that he spoke out even all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. God is faithful to his purposes. God is faithful when we are not. I wish that I could look back over the course of my life and see that I was faithful all the time. I wasn't. I, I failed. I've made mistakes. I've wandered. I've fallen badly at times. But I'm so grateful that God didn't change his mind about me. Aren't you? I love the author Bob Goff. Read every book he has. They're all fantastic. Such a great encouragement. But I love what he says about our faithful God. Let me just read this for you. Just let it just wash over you. He says, I think God allows us, all of us, to go missing a time or two. He doesn't lose us like we lose our keys or our phone. But he lets us get lost for a while if that's what we really want. And when we do. He doesn't pout or withhold his love the way that we probably would if someone totally ignored us or walked away from us. Instead, he pursues us in love. He's not trying to find us because he always knows where we are. Rather, he goes with us as we find ourselves again. And God isn't constantly telling us what to do as we search for ourselves either. Instead, he gently reminds us of who we are. God is faithful. Aren't you grateful for that today? God is faithful. Our theme verse for this morning is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse 16, I want to read it for you again. Rejoice always. There's a lot of extreme language in this verse. I'm glad for it. I need an extreme God. Amen. You know what always means in the Greek? Always. <laughs> it's good. That's an easy one. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Or another translation would say, pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How many have ever wondered what God's will for your life is? Well, there you go. You're welcome. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in everything. There's got to be something to it. How many feel like God is well inviting us into something? You say, well, I don't, what's in it? This is one of those things you're not going to know what's in it till you do it. Amen? Rejoice always. Pray continually. And in everything, give thanks. I want to end this morning by issuing a, 
a challenge to you. A gratitude challenge. If you're ready, say ready. Starting today, I want to challenge you to start a gratitude journal. If you already have a journal, great, use it. If you don't have a journal, get one. If you don't want a journal, find another way to keep track. Whatever, I don't want the means to get in your way. I don't journal, so I'm not going to do it. You have a phone. You have a computer. Right? Something that you can take notes on. And here's what I want to challenge you with. Every day, I want you to write down three things that you're grateful for. You with me? Starting today. Grateful for Pastor B. It's, good. it's a good start. <laughs> How many are with me? Show of hands. Okay. Every day we're going to write down three things that we're grateful for. Why three? Because two is too easy. And one is not worth it. Three. Every day. Something that you are grateful for. And I want you to keep this journal as a, as a starting line till the end of this year. Amen? I think that's a long enough time to establish a grateful habit. How about you? Why are we doing this, Pastor B? Because I believe after this crazy year, we need to stay in touch with and take inventory of how good our God is and how much he's blessed us and how faithful he's been. Amen? Every day, three things. A lot of us are good at thanking God for the big stuff. We need to get better at thanking God for the little stuff. Some of, some of us are really good at thanking God after the fact. Some of us need to get a lot better at thanking God before he does it. Come on, somebody. So don't hesitate in your list to write what you're grateful for in advance of what you need from the Lord. Amen? I love what Pastor Mark Batterson says about this. He says, faith is next level gratitude. Faith is thanking God before he does it. It's prophesying your praise. And some of you are going, man, I, I'm excited, but I can't stop at three. That's fine. At least three every day. Every day. Everybody say every day. Every day between now and the rest of the year. Amen. And here's what I believe is going to happen. I, I absolutely believe that God is going to continue to move and work. And he's going to do things in the natural. Because God does do things in the natural. But I'm more excited about what he's doing in the spiritual realm. I'm more excited about what God is going to do to change me through this gratitude journal. Than changing my circumstance. Anybody else? Because you know what? Circumstances are going to come. There's always going to be something is what I'm saying. But if we are mature... If we know what it is to tap into faith and believe God and rejoice always and pray without ceasing and give thanks in everything. It doesn't matter what comes. That's why God has always been more interested in changing me than changing my trial. Amen. I'm excited to see what God's going to do in my heart. What God's going to do in my mind, in my thinking and I want to just tell you right now that even in perhaps in this moment or on the way home, God is the enemy is going to try to rob you and discourage you of what I believe this gratitude challenge has in store for you. 
One of the quickest ways that that happens is life happens to us, and the enemy wants to point to that and say, that is proof that God is not with you. But that is a lie. Amen? Don't let the enemy rob you. Don't you dare let him. Don't you dare. There's too much at stake, family. Too much. So much has been taken away. So much has been stripped away. There's so much uncertainty except this, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he never did anything again for me for the rest of my life, he's still worthy of my praise and worship for all eternity. But he's so good that he keeps doing stuff. Amen. Every day, three things to be grateful for. Are you with me? Come on, I want you you to stand to your feet this morning before I release you to table talk. We're not quite finished yet. We will be in just a few moments. But I want to invite you in this house for who God is and what he is doing in your life. I want you to make just some crazy praise, loud, thanking Jesus. Come on, go for it. Come on, tell him he's good. Say it out loud. God, you're good. You're faithful. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Man, lift your voice. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you, family. I've missed you so much. I'm so excited to be with you today. Thank you for your time. Why don't you go ahead and be seated, and we're going to release you to Table Talk. Put your masks on and uh, enjoy some conversation around the table there. If you're with your own family and you feel safe to remove your mask, that's up to you. But otherwise, we want to be faithful to that. And uh, in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes or so, I'll pull you back. But enjoy your table talk.